0: In Alabama, Ag in Review for the week ending October 18th. The week began with the agriculture community gearing up for the annual Sunbelt Ag Expo along with watching the goings on in Washington, D.C. We begin with Julie McPeak giving us a report on how researchers are using peanut butter and a ruler to confirm a diagnosis of early stage Alzheimer's disease.
1: Well, the ability to smell is associated with the first cranial nerve and is often one of the first things to be affected in cognitive decline. And now researchers at the University of Florida are using that fact along with peanut butter and a ruler to confirm a diagnosis of early-stage Alzheimer's disease. Peanut butter was chosen because it's a pure odorant that is only detected by the olfactory nerve and is easy to access. In the study, patients closed their eyes and mouth and blocked one nostril. The ruler was held next to the open nostril along with an open container of peanut butter while the patient breathed normally. The peanut butter was then moved up the ruler one centimeter at a time during the patient's exhale until the person could detect an odor. The distance was recorded and the procedure repeated on the other nostril after a 90-second delay. The scientists found that patients in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease had a dramatic difference in detecting odor between the left and right nostril with the left nostril being impaired and not detecting the smell until it was an average of 10 centimeters closer to the nose than the right nostril. This, however, was not the case in patients with other kinds of dementia and said those patients had either no difference in odor detection between nostrils or the right nostril was worse at detecting the odor. Of course, more studies must be conducted to fully understand the implications, with the test currently only being used to confirm a diagnosis. But there are plans to test patients with mild cognitive impairment to see if it might be used to predict which patients are going to get Alzheimer's disease.
0: With the government going back to work, the Farm Bill remains in the news. Here is Julie with the report.
1: Well, more movement in Washington as the leaders of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees have made plans for the Farm Bill Conference, as the first formal conference meeting could be scheduled as early as next week, depending on the House and Senate schedules. House Ag Chair Frank Lucas will serve as the chair.
0: The government shutdown is officially over, but the lapse in federal funding will continue to affect the release of some crop reports.
1: While the government shutdown is officially over, the lapse in federal funding has not allowed the National Agricultural Statistics Service to engage in the necessary data collection and analysis over the past few weeks in order to release their usual selection of statistical reports. NASA's Crop Production and Cotton Jennings Report and the World Agricultural Outlook Board's World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates originally scheduled for last Friday, October 11th, are canceled. The next scheduled release for these reports is November 8th. Additionally, NASA's Cattle on Feed and Peanut Prices Report scheduled for October. October 18th are postponed. NASA is currently assessing its data collection plans and evaluating the timing of upcoming reports.
0: Honeybees are a vital part of agriculture. The latest on the list of concerns for honeybee health is selenium.
1: Well, as concerns over honeybee health grow, so are the list of issues that might be affecting it. The latest on that list, selenium. A group of University of California researchers found that selenium, found in four different forms in plants, can kill bees and delay their development. Selenium occurs naturally, but it can also be magnified by human activities, such as petroleum refining and cold power production. And in agriculture, runoff can collect and concentrate selenium from surrounding soils. In minute amounts, selenium is actually beneficial as part of an antioxidant enzyme, but in higher concentrations, it's toxic. Honeybees may be more susceptible because of their food source, pollen, and nectar that can be easily contaminated. The fact that they lack detoxification enzymes may also put them at a higher risk than other insects. The researchers are currently conducting studies where bees are fed selenium-laden foods in order to monitor the insects for changes in survival and behavior. The researchers are also looking at other heavy metals, including cadmium, copper, and lead.
0: Aaron Beasley with the Alabama Cattlemen's Association explains how the beef checkoff was instrumental in providing updated information to a group of dietitians in the state. Here is Randall Wiseman.
2: October beef month continues across Alabama as various promotions and events are taking place, and beef was the topic of discussion at a recent event in Mobile, as Aaron Beasley with the Alabama Cattlemen's Association explains.
3: Met with 35 members of the Alabama Dietetic Association out of the uh, Gulf Coast Districts. Uh, We met at the Cullinard in Mobile and had a great beef education program. Um, This program was approved through the State Alabama Dietetic Association for two continuing education units for these dietitians. So it was kind of a win-win for both of us. We were able to get the beef message across at the same time they were able to earn some of their continuing education credits as it pertains to beef. Um, Our president, Jimmy Holloman, was in attendance for the program and talked about what he does on his farm, did a fantastic job, answering questions from these attendees about beef production. And then I came in after that, and we did some beef product things, how to incorporate beef into a healthy diet using the 29 lean cuts. And all in all, it was a great program for us, and we look forward to continuing these programs around the state with the various districts. And also, these districts in the south have already expressed an interest to have a follow-up program in the coming year in 2014. So really looking forward to starting this kind of new program for us and reaching out to more influencer groups, which is the goal of the Beef Checkoff Program.
2: Aaron said it's just another way your Beef Checkoff dollars were at work in the state. To learn more, contact the Alabama Cattlemen's Association office in Montgomery.
0: One of the big events at Sunbelt Ag Expo every year is the naming of the Southeastern Farmer of the Year, along with the Farmer of the Year for Alabama. Julie McPeak tells us who this year's winners are.
1: Sunbelt Ag Expo has crowned James Cooley of South Carolina as the 2013 Overall Swisher Sweet Southeastern Farmer of the Year. The Alabama winner was Miss Annie D, who, along with her brother, operates a modern row crop and beef cattle operation in Aliceville, Alabama.
2: At D River Ranch, we are a row crop and a cattle operation. We have timber. We raise corn, soybeans, wheat, uh, cotton, some rye, lots of cover crops, lots of conservation tillage. Um, we have. Pine trees, Brahma, Angus cattle. We've got quite a diversified family farm there.
1: Dee says she thinks it's important to spread the message of agriculture.
2: That's one of my main points in life at this at this time is to go ahead and spread the word about agriculture and what a good job we're doing to conserve the environment, how great we're doing producing the food that feeds all the world, not just the United States, but all the world.
1: Dee adds that she is honored to be recognized as the Alabama Farmer of the Year.
0: Research is being done to make tastier veggies. Everett Greiner closes out our report this week talking about the vegetable market.
2: I eat meat, but I'm a heavy vegetable eater, too. So, do my vegetables taste different, or do I just think they do? Well, they do. The crops farmers grow, and those produced in home gardens are not what Grandpa grew. Anybody who loves tomatoes knows that, but science is trying to do something about it. University of Florida researchers are working on tomatoes that will put flavor back into your salad or your sandwich. But a lot has to be done before you'll taste it. Uh, it'll have to withstand refrigeration, transportation, and have acceptable shelf life before you taste it. And don't look for it next spring. It'll take a while, two to five years. I just hope somebody is working on broccoli, squash, and cucumbers. My cucumbers looked like a cantaloupe and were about the same size. What did they taste like? I don't know. I left them on the vine.
0: Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast agriculture reports on our website at southeastagdebt.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Ag Debt's podcast.